15 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour. I'm joined in studio by the uh, author of uh, We Are The Ones We Need, Sisle uh, Bolani. She's the author and a marketing strategist and uh, uh, has uh, here penned a uh, m- memoir-esque uh, a book speaking about uh, the plight faced by black professionals in South Africa's corporate environment. And uh, these uh, challenges include structural racism, the role executives play in uh, sustaining discriminatory uh, practices such as pay discrimination, emotional and psychological trauma, and uh, many other issues, uh, including the suppression of uh, black female talent. Sita, good evening to you, Siswam Gunjan. I'm Pili Lunjanwen. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us. I was speaking to someone uh, uh, at uh, the voting station this afternoon and I said, you know, it's so surprising to see how in that particular voting district, the black middle class had come out in full force mm. today. Uh, you could see them in their cars. You could see them. Uh, and, uh, you know, and he said to me, look, if you think about it, in the last 25 years or so, people can argue, uh, aside from white people, that the black middle class has probably been the biggest beneficiaries of the 25 year project that we've seen. And yet, in your book, I guess it pierces a veil through that kind of narrative because it says, uh, even if you think more of us have been able to go into these spaces, it certainly hasn't meant that uh, we are spared from the traumas and from all of the discrimination, uh, Mm. uh, pay discrimination and all manner of other issues that we face. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I think what... what what we're all starting to see very clearly is that, you know, the past 24 years have kind of just been window dressing because in reality, our lives don't reflect the promises that were made to us 25 years ago in terms of the kind of South Africa that we should be experiencing. You know, it should not be a case of a small percentage of us are considered middle class. But what does that even mean when we're overly indebted because we're not paid anywhere near what our white counterparts are earning? We still have millions, millions of black South Africans who live so far from where they actually work, Mm. but they get paid so little. So our money is spent on taxis and buses and all of these things. People are leaving home at four o'clock in the morning to get to work and getting home at eight or nine o'clock at night. It's not normal. Mm. These things are not normal. Yeah. Look, w- many people may have thought that in the 90s, if we set up the right institutions, that we could deal with these issues, right? Mm. So if we put in place affirmative action, if you put in place the uh, Employment Equity Commission uh, and uh, all manner of disclosures required from corporations, that right. those would give you the tools in order for you to do this. And yet 25 years from now, we can see that, you know, many of those were blunt tools and blunt mm. objects in the pursuit of some of these issues. Mm. I think one of the biggest challenges is that when those, you know, different programs were put in place, it was done in a way that was not to be to the discomfort of white people. And that's where the first problem starts. You cannot say that you want transformation and not be willing to make people uncomfortable. People have to be uncomfortable. Otherwise, you're not transforming anything. Um, And if you're talking about, you know, things like BEE or whatever the case may be, how many people does it actually benefit? There's no real plan for it to reach the mass of people in order for it to be truly transformational and impactful. If you're talking about... um, as far as the law goes and you're looking at you know legislation such as equal work equal pay there's nobody checking up with you know for instance the private sector nobody mm-hmm. is going around and checking and saying let me see who all your employees are let me see how much they're earning where are the discrepancies why mm-hmm. are black people and white people not earning the same thing if they are doing the same job nobody's doing that so why would organizations voluntarily transform themselves sure. if our government does not prioritize ensuring that they have systems in place mm-hmm. to ensure that whatever legislations they put out to protect and help empower black people 
nobody's on the door for us. It's it's weird that you mean it, for me not weird actually. It's uh, quite interesting and insightful that you mentioned that because if you look at the Employment Equity Act section 27 says every company every year is supposed to disclose who's earning what at what pay scale what's their race what's the agenda mm-hmm. now companies submit this and it, only a company i guess earning more than 15 million a year or something like that has to submit this or employing more than 10 people has to submit this and yet the department has all of this data and they nothing actually happens yeah so so i mean in your own experience and in the book that you've penned here what are some of the things uh, that uh, you have seen that you feel really i think the department of labor and even government as a whole ought to be doing much better i mean the first thing is it, it's insane to me the amount of cases that are in and out of the ccma on mm. a daily basis if we are a country that is serious about ensuring that there are fair labor practices that should not be the case there should be real measures in place to ensure that organizations are not abusing their employees mm. on a daily basis if you look at you know organizations supposed to be reporting who's earning what and all of the race and all of that stuff but if you look at internally in an organization employees are forced to keep their salaries a secret because organizations want to continue to perpetuate these unbalanced salaries uh that are you know that that employees are subjected to um and so what happens is people are unable to prove mm. that they're not pay- they, that they're underpaid even though you know it because you can see that your white counterpart probably started same time as you after you or Lifestyle. might not be as qualified as you but they got a house they Lifestyle. got a car they live in the burbs mm. you can't afford any of that you're yeah. drowning in debt you can see it but you can't prove it because you're not allowed to you know disclose what yeah. you're earning and why aren't you allowed to disclose that Sita, let's pause this slightly and, uh, uh, of course, invite some of our uh, listeners who would like to weigh in on our conversation to uh, give us a ring on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. I'm in conversation with author and marketing strategist Sita Bolani and the author of We Are the Ones We Need, uh, delving into uh, uh, the uh, lives of black professionals in corporate uh, South Africa and, of course, all of the trauma, uh, discrimination, and all manner of uh, other abuses. Uh, that uh, they are faced with if indeed you share uh, some of those stories no better time than election day to talk about the burning issues singa lindik the good you vote certainly you've got nine more minutes uh, before the uh, voting stations close so i certainly hope as you listen to this one you think about that as a black professional let's take this brief break and we come back on the other side The Department of Home Affairs has over 300,000 uncollected IDs at their offices throughout the country. They would like to urge everyone who's not collected theirs to do so as soon as possible. For 70 rand, uh, they'll also assist those who have lost their IDs to reapply for a temporary identification certificate to enable them to vote. Above that, Home Affairs offices will close at uh, 7 p.m. on Monday the 6th and uh, Tuesday the 7th, and on election day uh, today, they close uh, uh, they will be open from 7 a.m. right through to 9 p.m. For more information, call the contact center on 0800 601190 home affairs we care 7 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour I'm in conversation with author and marketing strategist Sisha Bolani and uh, author of uh, We are the ones we need uh, which uh, takes a look at uh, some of the uh, 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 traumatic experiences of black professionals in uh, South Africa's corporate environment and the Sisha uh, this book really as uh, I guess many reviews have suggested is a memoir-esque book mm. uh, drawn from your own particular experience in corporate South Africa uh, do you want to maybe I guess uh, pick out one particular experience which for you you felt was Uh, a rather significant and instrumental in um, uh, 
uh, triggering you want to write this book, but also, I guess, you know, tells us a lot about the state mm. uh, of play of black professionals in corporate South Africa. I think some of the key things that really stood out for me um, were, for instance, you know, dealing with issues where you are, I was, you know, working in a, a department that had quite a few white people uh, who were marketing managers, and I looked after media relations. Mm. And amongst us, there probably were about 15 portfolios, so each marketing manager had about two or three to handle with their team. But as a media relations person, I had all 15 on my own, and they refused to give me resources to assist me uh, with managing those portfolios. And what excuses um, do they give you when they don't want to give you these resources? It was always, uh, no, we will see. Let's just see how you go first. Well, we, we're still trying to gauge what your workload mm. is exactly. Are uh, we not quite, you know, there was black always... People. You know, black people are constantly in training or in probation, on yeah. probation, uh, yeah. right? So we want to check you out. We want to first suss you out. Right. Um, and uh, you, you're constantly either in training or constantly being monitored to see mm. whether or not you can add value. Absolutely. Mm. And then when something good happens... It's the agency that did it. When something bad happens, it's me. It's not the agency. You know, so you deal with all of these dynamics. Like, how is it possible that if it's good, it's got nothing to do with me? Mm. Uh, but all of a sudden, when something goes wrong, it's all me because I should have, you know. Um, and then when you look at salaries, because that's one of the issues that I raised, I had um, a grievance around that. And I remember saying that it's unfair that I'm at, this level but I'm earning the salary of somebody a level below me mm. right at the bottom end so people who were in more junior positions than me were earning more than me and I was told um, well all of you got 6% increase so that should be fine and I actually had to say to the head of group remuneration how can you compare 6% of 100 rand with 6% of, of rand. that's not even the same thing how is that even a justification Hmm. And these are the, they literally make you feel like you're crazy, like you're imagining things, like you're ungrateful, you're entitled. And it's all these little nuances that start to make mm. you feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah, yeah. let's pause this slide. We've got one caller here. Kenneth was calling us all the way out from Emma Lashleni in Woodbank. Kenneth, good evening to you. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're good, man. Uh, of course, not having a, a conversation that makes any of us smile, but uh, good nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just came back from voting, so I'm in good spirits, man. So thank you for taking my call. No, awesome, brother. Yeah. Um, so just a quick one. Please forgive me if I'm, I'm 10 steps behind. Um, I, I really got in the car and started listening. And mm. I was um, so see, I really, um, I like, the, I like what I'm hearing about the book, having not read it yet, so I'll definitely go out and, and, and look for it. Thank you. Uh, my two things in the matter is, is, is I feel that, um, one department that's really getting everyone down as far as uh, fair treatment, as far as all the the, the, the real value is the HR department mm. within the corporate sector. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've, also, I've also been a marketing uh, professional within the corporate sector as a black young professional, and it's not easy. My problem is, specifically, you mentioned that it's ridiculous how much issue, how many issues go to CCMA. Mm. Well, if we had, a, if we had proper... HR managers that can actually stand up to their bosses mm. and 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 do not compromise on policies and say this is how it's supposed to be done. I've worked um, like I don't want to mention anybody, but I've worked for companies whereby intentionally they would, they would charge people for things that make no sense. Intentionally they would allow the process to go to CDMA. Intentionally mm. they would find a way to, to they call it constructive um, dismissal, dismissal. Yeah. where they actually pay for you. Yeah, they call it nuisance pay. 
Yes, because they don't want you. you yeah. and, 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 and if your boss does not want you, I don't care what they say. If mm. your boss, if, if, if the person you directly sure. report to does not want you, no matter how good you are at your job, you will not survive. Kenneth, and, and, Kenneth yeah, unfortunately, so, my brother will have to leave it there. Uh, but I really appreciate you taking time out and sharing some of your own experiences there. And uh, for me, Sikhle, um, you know, no... No greater insight, certainly, from what uh, Kenneth has shared for me than the function and the role of HR departments. Of course. Which is where often they, uh, I guess, uh, place the black executives in a way that where they become sort of the induna class in the corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is your own experience and certainly some of the things you highlight in the book spoken about, about the function and the role that black professionals have in really not kicking away the ladder, but ensuring that, you know, we're able to uh, rise with others as we, we shine and as we rise as well. Yeah, it's very it's, it's very challenging because we're still dealing with the issue of exceptionalism amongst mm. black professionals and black executives, where people still want to be the first black to achieve ABC or the first black woman to achieve ABC. And that kind of defeats the purpose because what happens is they don't create room for other people mm. to come up with them. But also when they're in those spaces surrounded by all of that whiteness, nobody's there to support them as well. So mm. they struggle continuously. And with the issue of HR, I completely agree. HR has been very frustrating, but also... A a lot of that has to do with the fact that organizational power is not transferred mm. from the senior senior the people mm. who actually run the business they don't you know share that power and with HR seldom sits with on HR. proper budgets yeah. exactly mm. hr mm. does as instructed unfortunately it's always seen as a service function or Absolutely. one of these auxiliary or ancillary they functions they are there to protect the organization first Last one, Cesar, on my end. Unfortunately, we have run out of time and uh, have to uh, let this one go. But where can people find you on Twitter? And uh, more importantly, where can we find the book? On Twitter, I am at Ms. Sile Bolani. You can find me there and just send me a message and I'll tell you exactly where to find the book. Awesome stuff. We are the ones we need. And, uh, of course, many already coming out there on uh, Twitter, like uh, Dorcas Tube with the hashtag Working While Black. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said, no better time than Election Day to start to reflect about uh, the workspaces that we have and uh, whether or not they have the kind of unity that we saw uh, on uh, in those uh, queues uh, that we had at voting stations earlier on today. 9pm is the time. Uh, I'm going to leave you with the soulful sounds of a centre. Uh, do stay tuned here on Metro FM and uh, for the latest uh, when it comes to the election coverage, uh, check out at SABC News Online. Big thank you, Jaws. Now we all for putting together the, this great product. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Sisai banga. Lee economy.